and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shapwurst. With me uh, back is Vinny Tadaro. And uh, we're coming up on the, the NFL draft, so we'll, we'll definitely talk about uh, about some different draft scenarios, some guys that we're, we're high on. Um, the Cowboys did have one, one uh, signing this week, uh, Ryan Nall. So we'll... We'll discuss that a little bit, uh, but as always, we'll start off with a trivia question, and this week it is Vinny's turn to ask the question, so uh, go right ahead, Vinny. All right, this player was a off, was an offensive tackle okay. brought in by Bill Parcells for the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Tucker? No. Okay. All right. Um, he played right tackle, not left. Rob Petiti? No. Okay. He was a former New York Jet. Oh. Hmm. Oh, Jason Ferguson? He was a nose tackle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm think I'm confusing him with. I think they drafted a guy named Ferguson. Okay, never mind. Um, hmm. Do you want another hint? Yeah, give, give me one more. His last name is the opposite of old. Now, if you just get his first uh, name. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I don't... Did I stump you? Oh my god! Yeah, that's in my my era too. I, uh... Mark to stay in history. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna throw on the towel. Ryan Young. Ryan Young. Okay. Huh. We did have a guy named. Maybe I'm confusing it, but I thought we had a guy named Tucker. Um. Ryan Young. Yeah, Ryan Young. Don't remember him? No. Don't believe me. You're checking me now. No, I I believe you. I'm I'm just... Okay, so he played one year. Oh, Oh, he did. He did start some games. Okay. Yeah, that one one definitely slipped through the the cracks of my my, uh, 13-year-old brain. I, I don't remember his name at all. Um, I remember it one, one, it one reason is because he gave up a sack, I think. Okay. And when he went back to the bench, Parcells said, must have said something really nasty to him because he started to get up off the bench to go back at Parcells. And then he thought <laughs> better of it. That's smart of him, I'd say. Um, so let's, let's talk about Ryan Nall first. So Ryan Nall is a running back who was signed by by us this week from the Chicago Bears. And uh, I've got the stats here. They're, they're pretty oh, riveting. Yeah. Uh, he, is, yeah. he played a grand total of 19 total snaps last year and has yeah. 103 career snaps. So, um, yeah, I would chalk that up to a depth move at best. I, I'm... 
I would be surprised if he makes the roster, um, but I'm sure we're not going to pay him much. So, you know, par for the for the course for the. I Cowboys read. I read it described as a special teams move, and I read that he's more of a fullback. That that would make more sense. Yeah. See, um, but we don't need a fullback, and uh, I don't believe in signing guys who only play special teams. Yeah. Yeah, he's a decent special teams guy, but not phenomenal. He's not Matthew Slater or anyone. Um, so yeah, that was that was the big news for this week uh, on the non-draft front. Uh, but but yeah, I guess we'll start with with you because I, I think you've. Well, I think that they are perhaps holding off now in free agency because either they don't like what's out there. Or they think um, they, they want to see what happens in the draft yeah. you know, before making any more free agency moves. I do think they'll make more free agency moves. Yeah. They do have some cap space. They'll get more after June 1. And they do have a number of holes to fill. That's assuming that they do well in the draft, which, of course, is a rather large they assumption. Yeah. But, um, no, I... Do you want me to comment on the draft or on free agency? Yeah. Well, what are some of the guys that you've you've uh, you know found that you kind of are interested in in this in this year's draft? Well, you know, if they're still there at twenty four, I like Charles Cross a lot. Yeah. And I like Jordan Davis. Okay. All right, and I like the wideout Chris Olave. Is that his name? Yeah. And. Um, you know, those are the guys that I'd really have my my eyes out for. Um, I can't. I know there's been a lot of speculation about the Cowboys taking a guard. Yeah. Um, and unless the guard is really going to be the next, is going to be a, you know, a sure is almost a surefire Pro Bowler. Yeah. I can't see taking a guard in round one, especially when you yeah. you've already got one first round pick already invested there. You right. know, round one is where you get your left tackle. Yeah, you know, and they need one. Right, they need one. Um, so the way that I'm looking at things, again, I always start from the ideal based on need. And my first three rounds, assuming there are no trades, are I have them picking a left tackle in round one, and in round two I have them taking a defensive tackle, and in round three an inside linebacker. We don't have starters. I mean, you know, we, we, I mean, the left tackle would have to start at left guard, yeah. right? And I think that most of the guys that, uh, you know, are tackle prospects could do that. Um, but, you know, we don't have a starting caliber defensive tackle, and we don't have a starting caliber defensive, I mean, uh, middle linebacker, because I, I, can't, I, don't, I can't believe this stuff I hear about Micah Parsons, how they're going to play him at middle linebacker and not at edge. Are they insane? Yeah. Yeah, and, and if, if we are, edge guy? right, and if we are, then edge becomes a need because you can't rely on Dante yeah. Fowler and, and Dorrance Armstrong. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that they're at the very least going to have it as kind of a a mixed bag thing like it was last year where you got maybe Dorrance Armstrong on running downs and Parsons, Parsons slides in on, on passing downs. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd... I would probably put receiver over linebacker in terms of needs. And and also, I, I do think there's some decent receivers that we could get in the third round, maybe even in the fourth round. 
Um, but the based on the guys that we brought in for 30 visits, which in the last five, six years has been yeah. by far the best indicator, it looks like we're we're kind of, you know, either first round or bust for wide receiver. We brought in three guys that are either going to be there at 24 or or they're they're definitely not if they even are make making it to 24 they're definitely not making it to 56 drake london right. trayvon Bur- or Traylon burks and chris olave stay away from trayvon burks yeah yeah i was gonna ask if there was anyone besides him that you would consider like you think there's a really. realistic option i really like him i really like olave um, yeah, he would, yeah, yeah. He would t- take the top off a of defense, which we don't have a guy who can do. Yeah. He can run all the routes. I mean, that's the most important thing is that he can yeah. run all the routes. He's a, probably the best route runner in this class. Yeah. He's the guy that you want. And you make a very good point. That's one of the flaws in my prescription, so to speak, is that I didn't I didn't have them addressing wide receiver until round four. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, But wide receiver, you can make a good argument. That uh, wide receiver should could you know should be round one. Yeah. So I wouldn't be I, you know if they came or if they came out with Olavi, I, I would be I would be happy with that. Yeah, you know, I could live with that. I think wide receiver in the first round is a good idea, so long as it's the right wide receiver and they don't reach for somebody. And right. he's really the only guy that I really like there. You know, um, and the only guy who I think is going to going to be possibly available that I really. Um, have a Jones for, no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, because that third receiver spot, that's really a starter's job in our offense. Right. So uh, that's a need that that definitely needs to be filled. And if it's not done um, in the draft, it'll have to be done afterwards in free agency. And I don't know right now in free agency if there are, you know, I don't know how many good guys there are. I mean, I've heard a couple names. We know Bobby Wagner, but yeah. They're not going to spend well, the money for him. Wagner got signed. He he went oh, to he the uh, the Rams. I think they signed him for. Uh, that's a Rams move. Ten million a year, something like that. They go for the jugular. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would have taken him for ten million a year. Or it might have been either ten or eleven million. Let me double check. Contract. Um. Yeah, no, ten million. Five years, fifty million. Worth worth up to sixty five in incentives. Well, see that that's a deal that the Cowboys might have blown it on. Yeah, because that's something you could spread out. It's it's a it's a reasonable right. salary for a guy who still plays at a Pro Bowl level and at a position of need. So okay. that that might have been them missing the boat again, using their tight wad ways well they're not really tight wads they're tight wads when it comes to signing outside free agents yeah. you know and they keep pointing to the brandon Carr thing i don't think brandon Carr is the sole reason the cowboys switched philosophies i mean he's kind of like the poster boy yeah. but he was actually a good pickup i mean they overpaid yeah. for him but he was still a good player and sometimes in free agency you you have to if you have a need you have to overpay um that's the what just the way it goes in pro football. So I don't you know. He wasn't a good excuse for the uh, spend thrifty ways that they've engaged in lately, where they'll set, they'll sign eight or nine guys, and two of them wind up being worthy of the team. Yeah. 
yeah. mean, last year, I think that, last year, I think that, you know, I think the only guys that they signed last year that they signed a lot last year. Mm -hmm. And I think the only guys that were worth it were, um, uh, curse and, uh, Brian anger. Yeah. He didn't get much of a he didn't he didn't play much. No, he didn't. But but that was kind of to be expected. He was coming off, I think, an Achilles. So I, I would say that one went about as well as I could have expected. The one that the other one that I would throw in that went a lot better than I expected was uh, Carlos Watkins, I, I really well, didn't like him, but but he was he wasn't phenomenal, but he was at least serviceable. Um, but like, but then there were you know Keanu Neal, that was a absolute disaster. Um, Brent Urban was very disappointing. I, I liked him a lot. Um, Casey, I'd say was you know an okay move, not disastrous or or great. But I am looking at, at the receivers available, and it's there, there's guys, there's big name guys out there. I, I will say that um, Odell Beckham is probably the main one coming off a big injury. Antonio Brown, I don't think you want the headache that comes with him, but he's, I mean, clearly the best, like most talented receiver available. You know, Antonio Brown is a good guy to sign in December because he'll give you four or five good games before he goes <laughs> Before he implodes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, Jarvis Landry, I've, I've heard he's asking for the, the moon and the stars for a contract, but on the right deal, I would I would take him. Um, and then Will Fuller kind of intrigues me. He, he's he's always injured, but when he's healthy, he, he's one of the better deep threats in the NFL. Um, and you probably get him for cheap because he's been injured, but yeah, I would say if, if the right receiver falls at 24, I think that probably switches your draft strategy from, because to me, there's, there's not really any offensive tackles that are a great value out of the first round unless maybe Bernard Raymond who I'm a big fan of if somehow he falls to 56 I would sprint to get that card in but I don't think he will um I think if if you go receiver round one I think you probably are looking for like a true guard in the later round in the second through fourth round you're I don't think you're going tackle who you can slide into to play guard for a couple years. And and there's some decent guards in the middle rounds. This guy Cole Strange from Chattanooga, um, I think is would be a serviceable player. Um, he is a true guard. He's he's not ever playing offensive tackle. But um but yeah, I think I think there are some some decent options if you don't go offensive line in the first round. One thing that I think might be disappointing, and I know to you it would be, is that I don't think your your guy, the center, Linderbaum. Uh, Tyler Lindenbaum, is that his name? Linder, Linderbaum, yeah. Linderbaum. Uh, I don't think he's still going to be there. And from I, what I'm seeing, he's not in the, the mock dress. I'm okay with him not being there. What what I'm gonna be, what I'm bracing myself for, is that he is there and we pass on him. 
because no. we didn't bring him in for a 30 visit. And and we brought no. in Charles Cross. We don't think he's going to be there. But we brought in Charles Cross, who is, I think, much less likely to be there than Linderbaum. Really? Personally, yeah. So, but Cross kind uh, of was kind of limited. He was mainly they, he is mainly a uh, pass defender. Yeah, yeah. He he's less powerful, I, and he's the guy. I mean, to me, he's he's up there with Evan Neal and Ikiakuanu. I think teams will see him as the third best because he doesn't have those highlight pancake blocks. He's not a freak human like Evan Neal. But and actually, I could see him being considered the fourth best offensive lineman because there's Trevor Penning, who, same thing, not really a good pass protector, but like Ikiakuanu, he can beat the crap out of people in the run game and, and pancake block guys that, you know, the the offensive line uh, pundits love to see. So I, I could see three guys going ahead of Charles Cross very realistically, but... I can't see him falling. I, I can't see him call, falling past fifteen. Whereas Linderbaum, I it, it wouldn't shock me, and he, and he should go top fifteen in my opinion, at, at the very least top twenty. But I think because of his arm size and his, I mean that's that's the main thing. I think it's his size that teams are going to, and the fact that he played in a zone type of scheme and I think some teams are going to pigeonhole into well that's all he can do um I think there's a higher chance he'll be there than Charles Cross for sure but but if he's gone then you know nothing we can do about it. he's not, he's good but he's not worth trading up for I, I'm not trading up for a center sorry yeah I mean according to what I see I've mm-hmm. seen that this is a good draft for wide receivers inside linebackers and cornerbacks and uh, certainly I wouldn't be surprised if they take they take more than one wide receiver uh, and more than one linebacker um, now, outside linebacker supposedly isn't as strong as inside linebacker is, mm-hmm. uh, but we've got um, we've got the kid from LSU coming back, right. who I think Cox. is going to be a player for us, Cox. Yeah, and um, you know I, I wouldn't mind taking a cornerback in the middle of the, the, the draft either, um, yeah. but it's just um, you know I. I understand fans frustration because right now you know you're looking you look forward to free agency you look forward to seeing your team improve and here's a team that's gone backwards yeah quite a bit as we've said and doesn't show any signs of going forward yeah you can't rely on the draft for instant um dividends right i i do think it it depends a little bit on the position too. Like there, yeah, yeah, it does. But, certain you know, positions I mean, translate faster generally, but you can't you can't rely solely on that. If you if you're, right. yeah. It, I mean, the last two years have we gotten big contributions from anything other than our first round picks? Just in their rookie year, or just in, in the rookie year? Um, no, I would say Diggs. Diggs had a nah. Diggs was. Takes this mediocre his rookie year. He was mediocre at the beginning. The yeah, yeah. He he came on at the end. Um, be I mean, it, it depends on 
like like strong contributors, like plus players, I would say yeah, no. I would say no. Biotish played, but not particularly well. Um, last year, Odigizua no. played well, but not consistently enough. So yeah, no, I, I would say. But Parsons, and here's the thing: Parsons is a a unicorn. You you cannot bank on there being another Micah Parsons in this draft, no. and, and that's kind of what the Cowboys made it in in the last big press conference thing. They're like, well, we. You know, we didn't have Micah Parsons this time last year, so it's hard to know what to expect. What it, and we'll we'll see what happens with the draft. But it it seems very likely that we're going to be relying on a lot of players taking a really big step up. Guys like Biotish, uh, Terrence Steele, um, potentially Kelvin Joseph. Um, just all of our defensive tackles, uh, Jabril Cox. Because I, I, I honestly don't expect us to take an, a linebacker very high. Um, we, we did bring in Devin Lloyd, who would be who would be a pick at twenty four. He would be a first rounder if he fell. I don't think he will. But after that, there's really not a lot of linebackers we brought in. And and I agree, it's a pretty good class for linebacker. But I'm not expecting one in the first four rounds um i think i think if we go if we go wide receiver first round then i think it'll be i think defensive line linebacker the only actually i I take that back there was one other linebacker we brought in who i think would be a, a good value at in the second round and that's quay walker from uh from georgia so that's so maybe maybe i'm wrong on that but but there's really i mean the way we tar are clearly targeting o-linemen throughout the way we're clearly targeting tight ends in the middle rounds there it's just those i, I guess for both linebacker and receivers we're, we're shooting our uh, shot at the beginning to the tight end idea I, I know you are, but but I I would bet money that we will take a tight end between the third and fifth round. I, I are would they still bet chasing that, that more than tight end formation nonsense that they I, chased for ten years and came out with a bunch of garbage. I think it's more likely we're and you're not gonna like it, but I think it's more likely that we're grooming someone for after Dalton Schultz because well they don't know how to evaluate personnel then. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. I think tight end is a position. You're going to let Amari Cooper and Dalton Schultz walk? That's that's what it looks like. And and it did. I mean, we've talked about this before. The Cowboys are not particularly uh, sneaky in what they're going to be doing. The, The fact that Amari Cooper did not have his contract restructured last year when we were desperately trying to move money that was a very clear indicator we were at least considering moving on from him the fact that we haven't restructured dalton Schultz, or sorry not restructured but the fact that we haven't been pursuing a long-term deal which will help us in the cap this year right suggests that and the you know that plus we we're, we've brought in like four different tight ends, um, maybe 
yeah, I think four tight ends that I would consider round about fourth round, third or fourth rounders. Um, I think that that tells me, and I think I've said this before, but if we're if we're looking for a replacement for Dalton Schultz, like a similarly stylistic player, I do like Cade Otten from Washington. Um, I think him in the like the fourth round. He's probably a better run blocker than Dalton Schultz. I, I think I mean, Schultz gets a little too let me much. Just throw something that. out there. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I I think Dalton Schultz is one of the top ten tight ends in the league. I think he's very good. Agreed. Could be top eight. Um, I see no re no reason to mess with success. He's homebred. You got him in the fourth round. You fooled a lot of people with your pick. You should be proud of yourself for work change. All right, and don't mess with a good thing. And I'm sorry, but I don't think Dak Prescott is going to allow the Dallas Cowboys to part ways with Dalton Schultz. I think Dak has that much pull, and I yeah. think he, he he finds Schultz as so much of a security blanket. It's like maybe he has said it publicly, but behind the scenes, I would bet he's saying, "Don't you dare get rid of my security blanket." Yeah, I just like Aikman used to publicly say about Jay Novacek. Aikman once joked, he said, "The day Jay Novacek retires is the day I hang him up too." And when Novacek retired, Aikman was never the same. Did, yeah, that's true. That's true. And they tried to replace him with Eric Bjornsson first, and then David Lafleur, and it took until Jason Witten. And by then, Aikman was Aikman long was gone. gone. Yeah. And now I'm. Look, I mean, Jay Novacek was a wide receiver in a tight end's yeah, body. I mean, it wasn't a great blocker. He'd get in the way, but my God, he was always open. So I didn't realize Novacek, he wasn't there Aikman's first, Aikman's rookie year, but he came in his second year, which was still not a great year by Aikman, but it was better. And then after that, that was basically Aikman's, the pinnacle of his career, directly yeah. coinciding with Jay Novacek. Yes. 91 through 95 that's yeah uh, that's, you've already taken away i mean i'm not somebody who i'm not a big Dak supporter i like him i think he's yeah. a very good quarterback but i i just can't see how you could be so so short-sighted as to take away amari cooper and dalton schultz and and, mm-hmm. and cedric wilson and now malik turner is signed with san francisco yeah that one i don't care that much about but but yeah no i I agree. I, I do think it's smart to, and, and looking back, this you know it wasn't our fault. It was kind of Witten being a being a dick. But in in 2018, I think it was when Witten retired. At, I think it was after the first day of the draft or on the draft. Like that put us in a really bad situation where we needed yeah. to draft a tight end to start day one, and we hadn't right. evaluated any tight ends. I, I think tight ends. A position more than just about any one that I can think of, maybe quarterback. Well, but but there's some quarterbacks. The, the hit rate in year one for tight ends is like wow. nothing. Like no one translates year one. But a lot of guys in year two become decent contributors. It took Dalton Schultz maybe three years. Three years. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't hate it from that standpoint, but but yeah, there's no guarantee, you know, this guy Kate Otten or any of the other ones would be as good as as good well, as Schultz. Little, little perspective: Schultz had more receptions last year than Jay Novacek ever had in any career year of his career. Wow, yeah, that's wild. 
I do think they, I do think defenses kind of played us to to where they're kind of daring us to throw to to Schultz. Um, and he was less there so, to make plays, but but yeah, he yeah he con- converted it when he when he needed to. But um, yeah, I I think I'm more indifferent to that than than you are, uh, especially if we can bring in a, a good receiver. One thing I want to run, throw out that I've, you know, there's been kind of rumblings about this. Certain guys, there, there's like Brandon Cooks has been thrown out as a name that, yes. that would be a potential trade target. Now, his contract is, he's making like $16 million a year. So, but hypothetically, if the Texans were willing to eat some of that contract, would you throw like a fifth round pick for someone like yeah. Brandon Cooks? Um, would I? Yes, yeah. I would. Would the Dallas Cowboys? Not, no. not never. No chance. Yeah. Uh, one, well, for two reasons. One, they don't want to spend that much money. Yeah. And uh, but even even if they, they let's say they ate ten million of that, and we were on the hook for six million. No, I still, still don't no? think they're gonna okay. Do. I think okay. I still think they overvalue their draft picks too much, and Maybe. they don't want to spend that much money on any one free agent. Um, Brandon Cooks would be the, the, thing, the only problem I see there is a um, you know are there enough balls to go around you know Who, who's going to be one two and sure. three you know because then you, then it, things start to get muddy right now it's clear who's one and who's two but you put Brandon Cooks in there and I don't know he could make a he could say I should be number one receiver okay yeah. so you, you'd have to get a guy who agrees to be the number two or number three guy yeah. um, and I don't know if he's willing to do that. Um, Now, teams overvalue draft picks. Uh, The vast majority of draft picks are disappointing to one degree or another, but definitely disappointing. So I I would like to see the Cowboys actually trade some draft picks for good, proven players. Yeah. They don't have a problem with that, but you know, yeah. and then you know, come Jerry always says that you know, closer you get to the draft, the more people cherish their draft picks. I think you could take advantage of that, yeah. you know, and yeah. and make some trades for some guys who are proven players, you know, yeah. instead of uh, throwing, you know, playing a lottery, which is what you're doing with a guy who probably is not going to give you much. Yeah, especially like, in those later this, rounds, like like the Browns, you know. If, if you you have a chance to get an Amari Cooper for a fifth rounder, who who ninety five percent chance he's not going to do shit in the NFL, absolutely you you take yeah. that. If you physically can make it happen from a cap standpoint, that's that's a no brainer. Yeah, if oh, I'd give a number that, three for Brandon Cook. Brandon Cooks. A three. I, do I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would go that high. I would. I would give a. They're fifth. not going to hit on their third round pick. Yeah, I, I would say third round you got a much higher hit rate than fifth round. Plus we have three well, fifth rounds. If you get somebody else to pick it, if you get the bum on the street to pick it, the Cowboys probably will pick better than what they're going to do right now. Right. Uh, right now you got Will McClay and Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones, and you know. Yeah. What what more needs to be said? Yeah. I mean, you know what's you know who's doing a really good job at the Cowboys? I have to give credit out to the Dallas Morning News. Now okay. they I can't read them because they I, I just can read little bits of their articles. Okay. But they seem to be about the best the 
they, they give the best coverage of the Dallas Cowboys that there is. Yeah. I like the, the athletic a lot. Um, there's a guy, Jeff Cavanaugh, who, who does, uh, I think he used to be on a radio show and he does, he's always done draft coverage with, he does it with, uh, what's his name? Brock, Brian Broadus, who is, it's interesting to get a, a clear scouting bias perspective on the, on the prospects, but you know, I usually Once don't it... agree with him completely, but I like Jeff Cavanaugh. I like the, most of the guys that write for the athletic. Uh, one thing I don't understand about Broadus, I, I think Broadus is interesting to listen to because I think he gives insight into what he, what the front office is thinking. Yeah, um, that's true. Um, but I remember last year him saying that the safety position was a quote a mess. Yeah. Uh, and this was in anticipation of the Malik Hooker signing. Well, okay. that safety position turned out to not be a mess even without Malik Hooker. Right. So was he just warming up the audience for the Malik Hooker signing, or did he misjudge it that badly? This is I mean, after he got fired by Bill Parcells. Yeah. So this was after we'd signed. Everyone but Malik Hooker. Yes. Is that the timing? Yeah. 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 I mean, I could. I'm guessing he just misjudged it, and and I could see why. There's, I mean, Casey was kind of a proven commodity, but coming off an injury, and then Curse was was a complete unknown. He he had been a special teams guy, and that's about this it. This was so, pretty far to camp, though. Oh, oh, I see. So you're talking about like here, like watching guys in camp and he said it's a me- okay yeah. yeah i mean still probably just donovan misjudged wilson. it yeah donovan wilson's there too sounded like he was you know guess. just warming up the audience for a, a jerry signing yeah uh, uh yeah that wouldn't surprise me that you know i don't uh but i don't like you know the, the tight end idea I, I it wouldn't surprise me if they were thinking about playing two tight ends which is an idea i really don't like um, because you're not going to find any more two guys who can really overpower people in the running game at the no. tight end position. Colleges are changing the, the way the tight end position exists. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, we've tried that before. It's never worked. And, you know, for as far as the passing game goes, you don't want two tight ends. You want three and four no. wide receivers because they are dynamic. Right. They can make things happen. They're going to get more yards per catch than the tight end is. Yeah. Yeah, unless you get a, a unicorn like Rob Gronkowski yeah. who can right. dominate at everything, right. you're probably giving a, a trade-off. And yeah, I would say if, if that's the plan, if, if we're looking for a guy just to be a number two tight end, I think Kate Otten and Jeremy Ruckert are the two guys that we've brought in as 30 visits that make more sense because both of them can run block pretty well. And I think Ruckert especially would be a good target because he he's kind of a project as a receiver. He he, he didn't really get targeted much in college. Um, the comp I saw for him was Blake Bell. Um, so if we, we we are not trying to replace Dalton Schultz and we just want a second tight end, I think he would be a decent pick. But um, I think Kate Otten would be more – you could kind of do – both you could have him as a number two his rookie year and i think by year two he'd be a decent candidate to replace schultz the other two guys we 
Or maybe we didn't bring in Isaiah Likely. He, he's a guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. We brought in uh, Jelani Woods, who is a freak athlete. He ran, he's like 6'7, 260, and he ran a 4'6. Um, but he's kind of a project at, at everything and probably would, will never be that much of a run blocker. But he, he could be a, you know, explosive like a jimmy graham type of tight end if he really hones his his craft and then there's guy jalen weidermeyer from texas a&m who i don't really like at all i think he would be like he, he ran a 504 40 yard dash as a tight end um he, he just tested terribly and he also declined year over year so I, I see him as like a six rounder at this point, but um, who knows? Maybe we we see him. I mean, you keep in mind too that you know we're drafting low in each round this year. Yeah, uh, we don't have as many premium draft picks as we did last year, yeah. and um, you know they, you know we probably have more needs to fill, so it's um, yeah. it's gonna be a challenging draft. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll be one guy I wanted to because because you mentioned one of your favorite pit, potential picks was Travis Jones. I'm I'm kind of torn on him. I I do like him from the sense that he's a true one tech, and we've needed that for a, for a long time. What I don't like is that he's he's only ever played, I think, like 370 snaps in a season. And you have mentioned this story multiple times about the defensive tackle who said that, you know, guys that size are usually lazy. He's a guy I, I, I don't know if that's the, the term I would use if lazy is it, but I do question his endurance I, I and i got into a, a discussion with someone online about this and he was like well the cowboys spell their defensive linemen no one gets more than x percentage of snaps which was actually interesting i, I went back and looked and and it's true we haven't had anyone any one lineman take more than 73 percent of snaps over the last like five years um it was alden smith one year and then demarcus lawrence like four years ago, but but still, we're we're probably going to be asking. We had Odigizua, who was a third round pick, playing like six hundred forty some six hundred something snaps. So you have to expect if we drafted a guy at twenty four, Travis Jones is going to be playing six hundred plus snaps, and he's not even done you know sixty percent of that. So. I'm wondering if he can – my two questions about him are, can he play enough? You know, can he just hold up over an NFL season as a starter? And two, can he do anything as a pass rusher? Because he didn't really show show much in college. And, and there's – I've heard arguments made that maybe he was not asked to be a pass rusher and it's this – you know, the – scheme that held him back but i i see him as a instant great two down run defender in 
limited snaps, but I don't know if he can develop into a pass rusher, and I don't know if he can handle 600 to 700 snaps over the course of the season. Um, I would much rather, if, if he's available, I would rather get Travis Jones at 56. I've been saying that well, pretty much the whole time. you know, the other thing I would think about is, you know, if, if you know, a lot of the, the premium players that we're talking about are, are, aren't there at 24, which is a good, there's a good chance that I right. could be sitting there at 24 and say, uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Um, I would definitely right. consider a trade down. Yeah. You know, pick up an extra second or an extra third or something, okay, and trade down rather than, you know, kind of settle on somebody just because they're, you know, they're there at 24. Uh, because what I'm reading is that guys like the, the, the offensive tackle and the defensive tackle, Charles Cross and Jordan Davis and uh, the, wide, the, the quality wide ends are not going to be available at 24. Yeah. We're not going to have another really – good luck year like we did with cd lamb and micah parsons and if that's the case then i can see us trade you know i it might make sense to trade down yeah i might this quarterback class isn't exactly setting the world on its ear it's not like last year quarter or corner quarter quarter yeah no it's it's probably the worst quarterback class since I think it was 2013 when it was like Christian Ponder and EJ Manuel. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's the opposite of last. Last year was, everyone knew it was a great quarterback class. and Saved yeah. us. It, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if there will be any quarterbacks drafted ahead of us. It, it wouldn't surprise well, me. Well, you know, Kenny Pickett, the number one, the guy who's slated to go number one, I don't know if he still is, but at least at one point he was. Yeah. He's from the same town as your grandmother he's from, oh, he's really? from Ocean township she's from neptune they're basically the same town he yeah. went to ocean township high school because my cousin knew him he's a journalist okay any yeah. uh inside Local scoop guy. on him uh my cousin really likes them he said the, you know the only question about him really was the size of his hands but i yeah. don't think that right. really come into play i don't think that's going to be a problem for him um you know, I haven't really studied him because the Cowboys are not going to draft him. No. So I, I don't know. I just briefly read over his bio, um, his the analysis that they did of him. But um, uh, I can see the Cowboys perhaps taking a kicker. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do need one. Um, yeah. Um, I, mean, I, maybe. I can see it, it coming, uh, you know, the, the draft board falling to us where – it's either one of these guards, Zion Johnson or, or Kenyon Green, or or trading down. And, and if that's the case, I'd I'd rather trade down than, than take one of those two. Um, you know, and and who knows that we could have. I mean, I, I would be surprised if if there's not any good value players at, now, not necessarily at the like premium ideal positions for us like offensive tackle and receiver but if you expand it to like defense in general o-line in general i'd be surprised if there's if there's not anyone that that i like at 24 more more than the the, those two guards because yeah neither of them strikes me as a pro bowler every season type of guy neither of them is a zach martin a quentin nelson or, or a Ty, Tyler Linderbaum is 
a guy that I, I see as a, a slam dunk future all pro just about every season. Him and him and Creed Humphrey, I'm expecting to be one one A for the next decade or so, barring any kind of crazy injury. And I don't see that with either guard. I, I think both of them would be solid. Both of them would be were. I, I can't even say both of them would be upgrades over Connor Williams. I, I think Kenyon Green, our fans would probably think he's an upgrade because he he is that power dude. He's a style opposite of Connor Williams, and he'll probably have some nice pancake blocks. But I don't think he's going to be as consistent as Connor Williams. Zion Johnson, I think, is more stylistically similar to Connor Williams. Um, and both of them have played offensive tackle, but I don't think that's where you want them. I, I think both of them would be solid but not spectacular guards. And, yeah, I'm just not thrilled by that at 24, especially when you could have someone like Cole Strange in the third round instead, who, who I don't think is is that big of a drop-off, frankly. Well, you know, if they hadn't dealt Lyle Collins, or hadn't cut Lyle Collins, then you could have gone with Terrence Steele as your swing, and you maybe could have waited until next year for a left tackle. But now they've kind of pinned themselves, put themselves in a corner. If Steele's starting at right and Smith is starting at left, Josh Ball, I should say the fourth-round tackle, I don't (laughs) know by name. He has an early name, yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he did nothing last year, absolutely nothing. Right. And they, they've, they've put themselves in a position where they really need to address tackle. I mean, the only thing they could do is wait until, you know, after June 1 when they have some more cap space and pick up a yeah. swing there. there. But um, they are really, you know, they're really in need of some help, at least some depth on the offensive line. And I think they should use free agency. I mean, I think they should use free agency to pick up a swing. And I think they should use free agency to pick up a backup interior line because I don't know that Connor McGovern's up to the task. Yeah. Uh, and the only other guy in there was the seventh rounder from last year. Um, so, I, you know, I think they need to, to use both the draft and free agency to solidify that old line. That's very important. So there's um, there's there, there are plenty of holes, and they're going to have to, to spend some, some money. Yeah, and I, I'm not real excited about this draft. I mean, I just, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to do a good job. Um, and even if they do, I don't think they're going to get a lot of contributions this year. And it's going to leave them, you know, it's going to make me amend my list of uh, players that they need to pick up. I think yeah. it's going to get longer. Right now, it's at six yeah. players they need to pick up in free agency. And I think it's going to get longer when this draft's over because I don't think they're going to address um, the needs that they need to address. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to do a good job here, period. Yeah. And well, if he makes one more crazy pick, I swear to God. All right. Uh, Reggie Robinson or Nation yeah. Wright. Yeah, or gonna... Tristan Hill. Yeah. I will say I'm, I'm looking at offensive tackles. There, there's a couple decent ones available still. Dwayne Brown, they're Dwayne Brown, older guy. He's like 36, which, yeah. which means for the Cowboys, there's no chance we'll sign him. But he's still actually good. Like if we, it's the same as if we could have signed Andrew Whitworth. I, I really hope someone in the front office who 
has some more, a little more mental flexibility than the guys that have been making decisions can scream at whoever is nixing all the, the old but good players. Look at Andrew Whitworth. Look at what he did for the Rams. He was right. 40 years old and still the best pass blocking, one of the best pass blocking left tackles in football. Dwayne right. Brown has shown no signs of declining from at least a good right. offensive lineman. Like he's, in my opinion, immediate upgrade over Terrence Steele. And and there's guys, you know, even behind, I think he's the best available, but there's there's a couple guys that would be at worst solid offensive, you know, solid swing tackles, maybe even starter worthy over Terrence Steele. But, yeah, I, I would, you know, Dwayne Brown is somebody I would consider a serious consideration to and consider yeah. letting him fight it out with, fight it out for a starting job. And he might be starting yeah. anyway with Tyron Smith's injuries kick up again, which they will. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, last year we signed Tyne Shecky, who was, I think, 35. Yeah, that's um, true. That's a good he, call. He, he did an okay job for us. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, bring him in. Bring him in. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, what they've done in free agency so far has been pathetic. Yeah. One question I've got for you before, before we wrap up. Have you had a chance to look into my guy Bernard Raymond at all? No. Okay. Will. Okay. He, he's offensive tackle. Um, I, I do think he and Charles Cross, who I'm, I'm a fan of Charles Cross too. I think he is, Cross is much less likely to be available at 24 than Raymond, but um, I don't think either of them is like the ideal, you know, slide into guard type of player. But I think they could do it. I don't think it's impossible for either of them. But but yeah, I'm, I'm curious what you think. He, he's he seems to be a pretty divisive prospect. There's a there's a couple of them this year. There's one. Um, What's his name? This this offensive guard who I think we brought in as a forty visit. I'm missing his name. Um, yeah, yeah. Josh Izedu. He's a guy that. So I've been putting together this this little draft board based off of guys that I like, and obviously I've added all the thirty visit guys, and I've been doing a ranking from three sources pffs where they rank on the pff board where they rank on the nfl.com board and where they rank on dane brugler's board he, he just released his his uh big draft guide the beast and i've been reading that a lot but um for most for most players there's not a ton of variance but like this guy josh Zedu. He's a, a third or fourth rounder for Dane Brugler. He's 125th for NFL.com, so like a fourth rounder. And PFF has him as their 316th guy. Um, so that, that's kind of wild to me. Raymond, I think, is kind of the opposite. PFF likes him more because he has he ha- – the thing with him, I'll, I'll just – I don't want to influence your opinion – I want you to come up with your own, but I will say he's he's been at the position only two years, and last year he had excellent 
grading for both pass blocking and run blocking. And, and he was at a smaller school. We okay, will say that. Yeah. But still, it's his second year as at the position. Um, he was a tight end two years ago, weighing 250 pounds. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of his. And, you know, he's not – it's not like he's hated by everyone else. He, I think he's – most people view him as, like, a late first, early second. PFF has him as, like, their 13th player on the board. Um, and that's, 13th tackle. No, 13th overall player. Really? Yeah. Yeah, NFL, NFL.com has him as 26. Dane Brugler has him at 36. So – well, hold on. Hold on one second, then. Trapping tackle in the class, Central Michigan. Moves okay. with ease and has the ability to adjust to difficult angles. He's violent enough to yep. create movement when he lands. And as far as where they have ranked. Um, eighth. Eighth best. Overall? Tackle. No, eighth oh, best. eighth best offensive tackle. Oh. Yeah. yeah they have him going in the second to third round. Okay. And what the, their summary of him is, Bolas was an old, older prospect who still needed to get stronger and more technically polished, but his athleticism and balance helped make the difference. Raymond is less lengthy. Oh, they're comparing him to Garrett, Garrett Bowles. Never yep. heard of, of the Broncos, yeah. He's, um, yeah okay. Raymond is less lengthy, but teams who were willing to overlook Bowles' age and polish in favor of the developmental athlete will like Raymond, too. Is, was he older as well? Yeah, that, that is one thing. Is uh, Raymond was is is twenty five years old, yeah. but yeah, Bulls Bulls has turned into. I, I kind of like that as a as a comp. Um, PFF compares him to Lane Johnson, which is I think a well, yeah, Bulls Bulls is pretty good, but probably not as good as Lane Johnson. But yeah, no, I think that's a fairly good summary um i i just think he's like the technique stuff it's you know because he's been doing it for two years like he's and one of those years was you know the covid year 2020 so really he's got one year of like true regular play i think you can and he's already got i think much better polish than than he should, and, and better than you know a lot of tackles in this class that have been playing the position for a while. Um, I think you do want him to bulk up a little bit more, ideally. But yeah, I, I think he's got the potential to be the best. I, I think he's got one of the highest ceilings in this draft class of, of any offensive tackle. 
and and I think he would be able to step in immediately and be a better, definitely a better pass blocker than Terrence Steele. If if we wanted to put him at tackle, if we wanted to slide him in guard, like I said, I don't think that's his ideal spot because he's kind of tall and not super heavy. But I think he could he could do it. But yeah, that's it. Sounds like they're they're close. They're lower on him than than NFL.com and Dean Brugler. But but I do like the comp for Garrett Bowles, and and that's a pretty favorable comp i would say um all things considered because he's bowls has been pretty good in the nfl but um well, yeah i think that that'll do it for this week um we'll be back next week for another another draft episode and then uh the week after that will be our last episode before the 2022 nfl draft so uh, thanks all for tuning in, and uh, until next time.